Greetings. Welcome to Sippin' Tea with D. This is your host, Deirdre Simmons. Thank you for joining us this evening. The birth of a child and the promise of new life is a miraculous wonder. It represents a new beginning, a fresh start, a sense of greater things to come. What happens to the vessel that nurtures and encompasses this inanimate entity? Childbirth is one of the most important events in a woman's life. However, this blessed event takes a woman's body, mind, and soul through a variety of changes. Who really caters to the needs of the vessel during this time? Well, tonight's episode focuses on the role of the doula. These humble servants are gatekeepers to the birthing experience. They guide a mother to a safe, memorable, and empowering birth experience. Our guest this evening, Ivy Smith, is one such servant. She is insightful, passionate, and dedicated to mothers who are bringing forth life into the world before, during, and after the birthing process. Move in, take a listen, take some notes, bring your tea, and listen to this very detailed discussion on the role of a doula. So this evening, we are joined by um, a certified child educator, uh, a mother of four, a wife, and also what is known as Uzazi, certified doula. Welcome to Sippin' Tea with D, Miss Ivy Smith. Ivy, how are you? I am fantastic, Dee. Thank you for having me. Wonderful, wonderful. I'm really glad to have you. Um, of course, uh, you know, um, I'm really interested in you sharing your journey and information on not just a doula, but certainly the difference between a, a Zuza a doula and what that means. Um so I want to ask you before we dig into all of that, as I do all of my guests, um, I'm sitting here sipping on uh, one of my favorite teas, which is uh, ginger and honey. Uh, what do you have this evening, Ivy? I have a wonderful cup of red raspberry leaf tea. Nice, nice. That sounds yes. nice and soothing. <laughs> Yeah, nice. So, Ivy, as we, you know, we get into our conversation and, you know, we share with our listeners, um, first of all, you know, my understanding of a doula uh, is uh, someone who is, uh, you know, in historical times is looked at as a, a servant, you know, to women, someone that helps them. Um, tell us uh, from your professional uh, perspective, what is a doula? 
Well, you said it exactly right. Doula actually does mean servant. Okay. Um, and what I do is I'm a professional. We're doulas are professionals trained um, in childbirth. We provide educational, emotional, physical support to those that are expecting. Um, to those that are in labor, and as well as to those who have recently given birth. Okay, awesome. Awesome. Now, let me just let our listeners know, Ivy, you are um, currently in the Philadelphia area, correct? I am, yes. And you service the tri-state area, and in Philadelphia, that would include Pennsylvania, New Jersey, as well as Delaware. Yes, and that's for physical, you know, in-person service. However, I do have work with uh, couples um, and cases all over the world. Okay. I currently have um, clients even in Sierra Leone. Really? Yes. Now, how does that work? Do you guys, I mean, we're basically living in a virtual world at this point because of the pandemic. So do you perform these services virtually? I do. I do. I um I do a lot of virtual work, um, you know, globally, and I prefer to be hands-on because I love to actually, you know, pick up that energy and, and see what moms need or what birthing people need. Um, but with the current situation that we're in, you know, I had to learn how to be a little more versatile. Okay. Okay. Definitely. Now, let me ask you, why would someone um... – you know, women have been giving birth since the beginning of time. Uh, why, what would make someone consider or why would they even need a doula? Oh, it could be a plethora of reasons. Um, one in particular, people, especially black women, um, have a high mortality rate in the hospitals okay. um, during birth. Um, and what they like to know is that they're being heard their um, their situation has value and that they're able to advocate for themselves. So that's where doulas also come in to make sure that, you know, doctors are explaining things in detail to mom um, or, excuse me, birthing person. They want to make sure that they have all of the bases covered with, you know, um, things during their pregnancy. Sometimes it's a lot easier to get your doula on the phone if you have a question, you know, post to your midwife or your OBGYN. Okay. And let me ask you something, because you said a couple of things there. Uh, you know, you said that a doula, you know, it, it sort of sounds like a doula would be an advocate for a, for a mom, an expecting mother, correct? Yeah. Okay. So if someone um, has, you know, their husband or uh, their mom or, or any family members or a friend supporting them in this process, what's the difference between that? and the role of a doula advocating for the expectant mom? Well, one, I'd like to let everyone know our job, our role is not to come in and step on any toes. Okay. It's um, simply to add to the experience. Mm -hmm. However, um, you know, sometimes moms and and other support people come with um, not accurate information. Okay. Uh, so we're able to provide just a little more insight. And if, if birthing person is a little unsure, then we can, you know, be that reassurance from a professional, excuse me, from a professional perspective. Okay. From professional perspective. Okay. And in terms of working with, um, a medical professional, uh, what is the relationship between a doula 
and uh, the OBGYN that you mentioned earlier? Well, you would want to have, in an ideal world, a nice harmonizing relationship because the goal is, the end all goal is for birthing person to allow baby to arrive earthside healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I come in with full of joy. We come in with our knowledge, but we come in knowing our place as well. I am not the doctor. I am not a medical provider. So we want to just, you know, be encouraging and be that support for not only the birthing person and their family, but sometimes the hospital staff needs that support as well. You know, they have a lot of patients that they're dealing with at one time. Mm -hmm. And if they have someone that can actually focus on birthing person, (laughs) um, you know, it, it helps lighten their load as well. Okay. I would hope that we bring a joy and we're, you know, we're considered an asset. So you're kind of like uh, someone, you know, in terms of just advocating for the expected mom, you're also um, that person that is, is I, and I'm just picturing this, like the doula would be kind of the person that's, uh, you know, professionally trained, but at the same time, uh, you would probably be a little bit more, cooler a cooler head in that situation meaning that you're not as emotionally charged as others so you may see or think about things that the family or other supportive members or even maybe the expectant mom hasn't thought about would that be a a good assessment you have put that so beautifully yes (laughs) thank you (laughs) thank you (laughs) that's that's everything yes okay okay however i will tell you the emotional attachment part for for doulas yes you said it correctly but i still leave every birth and cry okay okay wow okay wow and that's interesting because you're a mom yourself so you have four beautiful daughters and um you know, Thank I mean, you. I mean, I can't imagine like, so you, you also build that bond with them and you still, you say you still cry. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's it's almost like, you know, you go through these times with, with families and you're working up and you're watching them grow together mm-hmm. and then you get to participate and be in such a sacred Space that this family has invited you into mm. to watch their baby, you know, come this way. And it, it's very, very, very emotional. Wow. Because you know, everybody doesn't get to, to sit in that space. Right. I can imagine because, I mean, just the idea of uh, a new life uh, can bring about so many emotions on the surface, but to actually participate. Um, in the process and guiding someone within that process, I'm sure is uh, is a phenomenal experience. Yes, and it's so spiritually rewarding. Mm. You know, it's almost like my spirit is just renewed because it's on God's promise that life is still coming. Awesome, awesome. I love that. <laughs> that's a def- that's definitely a word to leave with. Now, Ivy, I want to ask you uh, in addition to, um, you know, uh, you know, the role of a doula, uh, what type of education is needed? Is there any medical training involved? There Currently, there's no required um, medical training or certification in order to qualify one as a doula. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, for me, I needed 
all of the knowledge. I just, I wanted it. I, I needed it. I needed it not only for myself, but, you know, for my daughters. I needed it for the women that rely on me. So I chose to um, become certified. Okay. And what does it mean to be a Zusa certified? Um, well, I, uh, Uzazi certification is just basically more of a cultural experience. Okay. So okay. we were, um, connected a little more and, and reminded of our spiritual work of our ancestral lineage and, um, just how exactly doulas came about for women of color. Mm-hmm. Um, so- and that was along with the other training that most, um, certifying dual organizations provide as far as labor techniques, breathing, um, you know, knowing your rights, knowing um, the rights of the medical professional and the mom or sorry, birthing person and, you know, and, and, and male figure, male support figure involved. Okay. So talk a little bit about uh, Uzazi certified and the history and culture that surrounds that. What does that look like? Well, what that looked like for me, it was an experience of, um, emotionally cleansing myself mm-hmm. and um, learning what it was to find self and remove self in these situations. So what what I was what I saw was how to allow the light of what many will say the universe. I still say God mm-hmm. <laughs> to shine through you. Mm-hmm. to that next individual and not allowing anything that you may have constricted to, you know, conform that or to, to block that what's needed from God directly to that individual. Because when we talk, okay. when we talk about being, um, you know, birthing being, uh, you know, an act of God and, and, and new life and, um, you know, just uh, bringing in positive energy and creating a space where that energy can flow. Is that sort of what we're looking at? Yes, it is. Because if I come into a situation um, and I'm all tense, discombobulated, and I'm letting my natural emotions just filter, birthing person is going to feel that. And if they don't, baby is definitely going to feel that. Okay. You know, so so you have to make sure that one, you're in tune and and you're all right to step into a situation before you, um, you know, place harm on someone else unknowingly. What made you choose uh, uh, the role of a doula? Why? What made you step into that role? My daughters looked at me, mm-hmm. and my daughters said to me, Mom, how can I be sure that my birth is going to go the way I want it to go? So many black women in America are dying every day, and maybe I don't want to have children. Maybe, what if they won't let you in? So I promised them that a guaranteed way for me to get in there is if that's what my job is. Mm -hmm. It's it's an act (laughs) of the doula. Yes. Yeah, so okay. more importantly, it opened my eyes to see the situations that women were being faced with and also what I was faced with. And I felt like, you know, I wasn't giving, given the information I needed to make proper decisions on how to birth my children. And if I could have, if I could do it all over again, mm-hmm. I would. So because I can't, I can provide this knowledge to someone else. So for, uh, if there's an expectant mother listening or someone who is considering, uh, having children and what that birthing process is, would look like, explain a bit, a little bit to our listeners, like, what is it that 
um, you you could do or how you could um, alter that experience for them? So depending on how soon we begin to work together and begin our relationship Mm -hmm. um, earlier on in the pregnancy, then, you know, we discuss things like a birth plan. What are some things that I should be eating? How can I make sure my body's intact? You know, how are you emotionally feeling? One of my favorite Mm. questions to mom is, what is the state of your soul? Wow. Where where are you? Now, why Um, is that important? That's important because the emotions that we carry have a huge impact on, one, our pregnancy, mm-hmm. um, our bodies. Um, it, could, it could affect how we deal with postpartum. Um, so, you know, you want to make sure that people are in a good place, and if they're not, then this gives us adequate time to address that situation. Okay, okay. Um, now, if I come in later, some some people are, you know, are just get a duel later, maybe 38, 39 weeks, and it's time to get the show on the road. You know, we have to jump right into it, and we start working on um, labor techniques. We start working on um, comfort measures, and, mm-hmm. and we just jump right into the relationship, and we're ready to rock and roll. Wow, that's awesome. Now, just looking at uh, and thinking about your client base, what would you say would be like um, the average, you know, um, if you could kind of describe the types of clients there, you know, is there an age difference? Are there more younger clients or more mature clients? Uh, Because a lot of uh, women, a lot of mature women are, you know, due to careers and and life choices have opted to become mothers much later than, you know, in previous times, you know, many women are in their forties, even early fifties becoming mothers for the first time. So do you see a lot of that in your, with your clients? I do see a lot of that, especially now. Um, what I'm noticing is uh, with everyone being home, there are a lot of babies being born. And a lot wow. of the, the women that I'm dealing with right now are 40 plus. Okay. However, prior to this, um, when I worked with an organization of um, doulas, we provided service to low-income minority women. Okay, um, okay. And that was, you know, that was a fulfilling experience as well because you, people that would not normally be able to afford a doula um, but still wanted that knowledge and wanted that support, they were given that opportunity. So I feel very, very blessed to have been able to touch the surface of both worlds. Okay, okay. And even, and since you bring that up, I mean, um, I mean, you don't have to go into exact dollar figures, but maybe in a range, like what type of financially, what does this service look like for a family? What I've been noticing is the average rate for doulas can be anywhere from 800 to $2,000 okay. per family. Okay. okay. Um, and that can be a huge expense on, you know, on any family. And it's, it's, it can be very, sad and I was recently faced with a family that had a dilemma where they had to choose between my service and an air conditioner. Wow. Why that that should that should never, never come up. That wow. never. You know, and it, it hurts me that it does. Mm-hmm. And it's it's literally up to the doula, you know, how she or how he or she decides they want to move forward. And in a case like that when I see a need, a direct need, and I, I know what it is. I couldn't not let this mom not be afforded the service that she desired 
because of finances. So you were able to work out something with the mom so that you could remain with the family, correct? I yes, I I okay. told mom, you know, I see you need the the service. I I will take this this on wholeheartedly. Um, <laughs> if you if 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 you need anything, you know, I I no, I wouldn't want somebody to turn me down. I wouldn't right. wouldn't want somebody to turn me away. So my heart just would not allow me to walk away. Well, that was, I mean, that's certainly generous. And it also indicates that this is just not just a job for you, but it's truly your passion, correct? It is. Yeah. It is. It is. Yeah, I, um, I belly watch all day. <laughs> I, you know, I want to provide the information. <laughs> I tell them, you know, like I am here, whether you, you know, whether you, whether you want me or not, once you get me, I am yours for life. We are friends till the end. <laughs> now, when you talk about the cost, like uh, in terms of you providing this service, now you're available to these families 24 hours a day, correct? Correct. Okay. Um, and as a postpartum doula, I provide care um, for new families. Um, and sometimes that includes overnight care where, you know, birthing person is just looking to get some sleep, get mm -hmm. some rest and get acclimated to this new lifestyle. And, you know, I'm, I'm able to participate in that as well. Okay. So you don't just provide services for expectant moms. You also, uh, you know, you just mentioned postpartum. So you re you remain with some of these families even after the birth. I do. Oh, yeah. Wow. And, wow. And the, yeah, and the vision for, for my growing company is, to, it's a lifelong experience. No one, no one could tell me tomorrow what's what it's going to be like to raise my 19-year-old daughter or to you know raise my 16-year-old daughter. So, you know, to have that support, I think everyone could use a doula their entire life. Mm -hmm. You know, like why why leave them just because the baby's six weeks old? So, you know, my families are very comfortable in the fact and reassured that they can come to me at any stage of. Um, or any, you know, any situation that they may be faced with. And it's it's not just in the infancy. Because it sounds like the need is just as important or just as strong in the beginning of the process as well as it is after the process. It It is. Mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's so much, you know, even like I said, even I have questions now. Mm -hmm. And to be able to have someone that has... Um, walked in those shoes, stepped in those places, and, and I'm confident that they're guiding me from a positive place. Okay. You know, it, it just makes this journey called life just a little bit easier. Well, it's awesome, I think, for uh, persons to have you at their disposal, um, to even uh, be able to, you know, um, have that additional person to lean on and kind of direct them. Uh, I myself have never been a mom, but uh, I could just imagine, you know, in, in, in a time where uh, there's so much going on physically and emotionally that, you know, they would definitely need someone else you know, as I said earlier, who is not as emotionally charged, but just able to provide, you know, that additional um, support to them and be a little bit more direct and nurturing at the same time. Oh, well, if I could just say one thing sure. that just stuck out to me, mm -hmm. you, you may not have birthed, but you have been a mother to many. 
And many, many appreciate you, and many would not be who and where they are without you. Oh, that's wonderful for you to say. Thank you so much. I do appreciate, I really do appreciate that. You have no idea. Yeah, I, t- I certainly do appreciate that um, because, uh, you know, I know that being a mother uh, encompasses so many things uh, other than just giving birth, but certainly giving birth is a miracle and it's such a beautiful thing. And you said something, so thank you for that, that, that compliment, but something else that you said, you know, uh, that made me think, you know, we're living in these unprecedented times with the, with COVID-19 and the pandemic. And what does your world as a doula look like now in terms of the birthing process? It can be very, very scary, not only for um, birthing people, but all, as well as the doulas, because, you know, we're we're stepping into situations and and different cases just like anybody else unknowing and you know we're we're putting ourselves at risk to a lot of things Mm -hmm. what I do see now that that is is beginning to lighten up just a little they are allowing doulas back into um delivery rooms okay which for a while you know you had to choose between you know which support person you wanted and that can look like for some people your husband or your doula right right um, so it depends, you know, right now it all depends on the hospital, but to actually get back out there in that world and, and provide a service that is so needed at a time where I feel it's needed more now than ever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because I'm sure know. an expectant, I'm sorry, I'm sure an expectant mom, you know, who already has so much going on emotionally and then have to deal with the, uh, uncertainty of COVID-19 in terms of social, you know, uh, you know, being a socialization and um, also, um, you know, just being fearful of, you know, catching, um, you know, the coronavirus during their pregnancy or even being exposed to it in a hospital setting. I'm sure that has to be difficult. It is, and it's a, it's a an additional layer of stress that unfortunately many are facing right now. Okay. Um. So it so to be you know to to have someone and and others support you, and knowing that some of the decisions that you need to make are going to be very 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 difficult ones. Mm-hmm. You know, um, as far as how and who can I have? What can I have? What can I do? Making sure you're not putting baby at risk of anything or even yourself, more importantly, um, because, you know, you are the, the source for baby right now. So it's, it's, it's difficult, but it's definitely something that's doable. Now, are a percentage of your births, are they mostly in the home or uh, in the hospital? Honestly, Dee, I have never done a home birth. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Yes. And it's something I'm looking forward to. Um, and that's, that's the route I'm expected to do one, um, end of this year. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm anticipating that it's going to grow because of the fear of everything, you know, going on with COVID-19. Um, what I have seen is, um, most of 90% of my clients have been in hospitals. The other 10 have been in birthing centers. Okay. Okay. And, you know, when you, uh, just talking about that, it it also made me think of, um, you know, when you said you do, uh, 
you know, you haven't done an at-home birth yet. What is the difference between a doula and a midwife? Well, one, most people think, and what I'm hearing is that um, they believe doulas only provide, uh, you know, we're like, I've been told we're kind of like hippies and we just provide in-home support and, you know, we're all natural and that's that's all our focus is. Well, no. Okay. <laughs> I support any choices, you know, within reason that, that birthing families are making. So the difference with a doula and a midwife is the midwife is licensed and certified and they do provide, you know, prenatal and postnatal care um, and they actually perform the births. Doulas, we don't catch babies. Okay. We could, but okay. we are, that is outside of our scope of practice. Okay. 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 We don't provide any um, medical advice. We assess situations, and then we guide you to speak to your provider. However, we give you the pros and the cons of, you know, whatever the situation at hand is. Mm -hmm. So the doula is, again, it's more of a support person, that extra layer um, of that extra individual that, again, can help you with decision-making, um, can also be an assistance with your family and helping you to express what it is um, that you need um, to others and, and making sure that information is conveyed correctly. Yes. Okay. And as well, one additional thing I wanted to say um, about midwives is they tend, um, they mainly work with uh, low-risk births. So oh. if you're having a high-risk pregnancy, uh, but you're more likely to have to work within an uh, OBGYN. Okay, okay, okay. Now, what percentage um, of African Americans uh, do you see in your work in terms of other doulas? Um, um, I'm seeing that women of color are growing in this field because the demand is so high. Okay. Um, women of color, and I'm not only speaking of black women, um, you know, who, how, whoever identifies as a woman of color, mm -hmm. um, we are four times more likely to die during childbirth or shortly after. Mm. Um, that's known. It's, um, it's discussed. But how is it being addressed? How is it being handled? What are we doing to stop this? Why is the lack of confidence there? Why are women going in scared? Um, and that's not even, uh, you know, it, it has no economical um, basis to it. It has no educational basis to it. It's mm -hmm. simply put because women are so often told how strong they are mm. and how strong they have to be and how strong they are to, to give birth. And it's looked at as a woman of color can endure such an astronomical amount of pain. And her symptoms are often overlooked. Or okay. it's... <laughs> go ahead, sorry. No, no, go on, go on. Because you're, you're bringing about so many great points. It's, it's, it's one of those things where if you listen and listen to your body and trust mm -hmm. your body and your, your provider is working with you, then we can address things before it's life sustaining. You know, before we're 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 just 
performing these C-sections that don't have to happen. Mm -hmm. You know, we're hemorrhaging when we don't have to. Um, We're actually in labor, and they're telling women that it's gas. When they're lying to you and telling you that uh, Pitocin is a natural, um, uh, uh, it's, it's natural and your body makes it. When you have facts and you're working with someone that is going to make sure that they stand up to what is being said to you, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it, it works in your favor. And one thing that's not going to happen is on my watch is you're not going to go in there uneducated. Right. And you're right. not just going to be, you know, take anything that somebody says to you because it's your body, your baby, your choice. And I trust you because I know that you're trusting your body. I'm so glad you brought those things up because oftentimes, you know, uh, you know, women uh, of color and in particular, I'm, 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 at, I'm, I'm only speaking about African-American women in particular when I say this just based on things that are currently going on in our society. We're so marginalized and, um, you know, our our existence and the importance of our existence is sometimes overlooked and it has been said several times uh in the medical communities how women of all color um are are looked upon just as you stated as being so strong that we can endure so much pain and i just think that comes from a history of enduring pain that we had no choice but to endure um and it has been reflected in, you know, the way that others have see have others see us. So when we go to the emergency room or when we sit down with our doctors and we try to explain how we're feeling and it's it's oftentimes takes uh, several different visits or for symptoms or things to develop an increase for someone to listen and really take us seriously. And, and during a birthing process is such a, 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 you know, a very important time that it, you can't take, you know, you don't have a lot of time to decide whether or not this is really, really an issue or not. It, it, a lot of times things need to be addressed immediately and our concerns need to be addressed. So, you know, just having a doula there to be able to say and advocate, listen, you know, or to assure us that, listen, you need to let your doctor know you're feeling this way. You know, you need to address this and you can't let this uh, bypass this. You know, let them know how you feel. To encourage us in those situations is definitely uh, uh, great to have because, again, we've bought into the idea as well as society that, you know, we can endure so much until we just can't take it anymore. And oftentimes we find out by that time, it's usually too late. Right. And, and a lot of times the moms are forgotten Mm -hmm. once baby comes and you know, your home mom's, Moms are completely forgotten. You go over to see, to visit and meet new baby. And normally mom's like, can I get you something to drink? You know, do you want this? Do you need this? When it's a time of that should be done for her. Wow. You know, she has brought life into this world. Exactly. You know, where, how is she feeling? And I, I do not make it a habit of going in 
asking about baby because I can see baby, mm-hmm. you know, but I need to know how mom's really feeling. What are, what are, when was the last time you had a shower where you weren't peeking out the shower curtain, looking at a baby in a car seat? Mm-hmm. You know, when was the last time you had a home cooked meal that you could sit and enjoy that you didn't stand on your feet for 45 minutes to an hour to make, to feed your entire family? What what is that? That's that's what what I focus on. That's that's where when I come in, those are things I need to see, because I've been there. Right. I've right. been that mom, you know. And um, when you come in and you're just asking, you know, how's baby doing? Or that's what happens at the well visits. That's right. what the pediatrician's for. That's what all of that is put into place for. Right. But we also have to make sure that we're keeping these women healthy. Mm-hmm. That we're keeping them. Their bodies are able to you know, combat whatever it is that they're going through. If they're nursing, you know, are they are they retaining the right amount of liquid and nutrition in order to have a nourishing substance for a baby? Because a healthy you know, because mom even is that a healthy can... baby. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And if you're not right upstairs, you know, if you're not right in, 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 in your thought process and you're not even able to think things clearly and you're not, you don't have that support. Mm-hmm. Now we're looking at chemical substance to balance mental illness. Mm. Now we've, we've jumped into a whole new world when somebody could have just made you a salad. Wow. 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 I mean, you know, again, a healthy mom makes a healthy baby. And without having that balance, you know, and you're right. No one ever thinks, you know, to say, mom, are you Okay. You want to take a nap? You know, I'll watch the baby. You know, uh, people are so focused. And and, and it has to be okay that a mom is not well or not feeling well. You know, it has Mm -hmm. to be okay for us because we're just assuming that because uh, a person has brought life into the world that, you know, they're just supposed to be so overjoyed. And And I'm sure that they are, but they we all have limits. And when your body, I've heard, I've heard this term uh, many years ago that uh, the closest thing to death is giving birth. You know, one of the closest things to giving to death is giving birth. And when your body is going through all those changes, both physically as well as uh, mentally and emotionally, you need a rest. Yes. Yes. And mm-hmm. a lot of, of- a lot of that also looks like birthing families have to be receptive to that mm-hmm. because if you're not in a state and unfortunately we've been programmed and, and trained to, you know, you hear women about the snapback, you know, look how, look how good I look, my body snapped right back. Well, nothing was wrong with it. Mm-hmm. You know, you simply had a baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was supposed to do certain things, you know, so, mm-hmm. You know that 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 brings even on to body shaming, and and these births have to realize it's okay to accept the help. Okay. And believe me, I am one of the most independent people you will find when it comes to raising children. So if I had a baby on Wednesday, I'm home cooking a full fledged meal by Friday. Okay. It, okay. You know that it doesn't have to look like that. Mm-hmm. That technically was not healthy for me, okay. and that put me in an unhealthy place. Well, that's great. You know, but you but even I was recognize so, that. 
And, and you know, I was so good at hiding it mm-hmm. that um, I think now it's easy for me to detect it. Gotcha. Which yeah, probably was, makes you was, a great I, doula. <laughs> <laughs> it it definitely helps mm-hmm. because um, I think it it allows people to just feel more comfortable and they know that I'm coming from a place of good intention Mm -hmm. and they also know that I am just simply here to help and make sure, you know, um, that your well-being is is first and foremost, but also I'm not going to step on your toes because if you don't want it, I'm not going to force it on you. Okay. You know, I just want you to understand that it is here, I'm available, and I want the best for you, but you you have to want the best for yourself. Well, Ivy, I certainly um, appreciate you sharing uh, all this nuggets of your professionalism and wisdom with us. Um, You know, childbirth is an area that we don't often talk about. um, And you being a doula, um, a lot of times, again, people did not under have a full understanding of what that was. But I can certainly hear your passion um, for what you do. I can hear uh, the love that you have for um, the needs of expectant moms and their families. Where, where can our listeners find you? How can they find you on social media? I am on Facebook as Dula Ivy. Okay. D-O-U-L-A-I-V-Y. On Instagram, I am Dula.Ivy. And I do have a website. It is Dula, D-O-U-L-A dash Ivy, I-V-Y dot U-E-N-I web, W-E-B dot com. Wow. Wow. That is awesome. Well, again, Ivy, I just want to thank you uh, for sharing your wisdom, um, for clarifying for us the the role of a doula. Um, Is there any uh, advice that you would give um, to anyone who would like to become a doula after hearing this? or had been interested, what would you tell them that they, they, that they need to do? I would tell them that they need to follow their passion mm-hmm. and follow what it is as a doula. This world is so large. It's not only birth. Um, we, we have women that go unacknowledged that have, had, that have suffered numerous losses. Um, and they just aren't able to conceive, and there's a world for that too. So find what your integrity is. Find what makes you you and how you can be an asset to someone else in that situation because these because doulas come with love. I truly believe we all come with love and light like no other. Wow, wow. So just find you. Well, that's great advice. Uh, I think that um, you certainly uh, have put a light on uh, and given insight into all the different areas. And again, those of you that have those gifts uh, that feels that this speaks to you in some way, I encourage you to go out and follow suit. Uh, If you have questions about this segment, uh, please be sure, or if you would like to just provide some feedback with any experience or your feelings about this episode, leave it on our message board. You can find that on, on the Anchor app. Um, please be sure to 
encourage others to subscribe to Anchor and check for Sippin' Tea with D. That's Sippin' without the G. Uh, thank you for listening. Ivy, thank you for joining us this evening. I appreciate you. Best of luck in your journey. And uh, have a great evening. Thank you.